Welcome to the world of tomorrow! Welcome back to Welcome to the World of Tomorrow, and as I am the Admirable Admiral, and as always is my lovely special co-host that has a doctorate, I guess, for some reason now, Dr. Jim, Jim Strangepork. How's it going, buddy? Very good, Admiral. Yes, I have a PhD in weird pigs. It's, it's an interesting one. I got the reference. Other yeah. people might. Maybe. <laughs> All right, so, hold on one second, Jim, let me... Turn this up. All right. Okay. So, let's go ahead and why don't you tell me what are we here to review? What episode and what are we doing? Well, we are a Futurama podcast. We review every episode of the wonderful hit animated series. I think it was a hit, right? Yeah, it was a yeah. hit. <laughs> of the amazing animated series, Futurama. Um, we take it episode by episode, we break it down, we go through the whole plot, uh, we tell you our favorite jokes, we tell you our favorite things we want from the future, and we share some fun facts. This week we're doing one of my all-time favorite episodes of the show, Hell is Other Robots. Yes, it is an amazing, it's one of my favorites as well. It's so good. Alright, so you want to jump right in? Sure. Alright, so... Hell is Other Robots, actual air date, May 16th, 1999. And did you catch the uh, joke at the beginning, what it was said? Uh, I did. It was, um, like, condemned by the space pope. That's exactly what it was, condemned by the yep. space pope. And, as to always... Religion. <laughs> exactly, which I thought was hysterical. And also, did you notice the cartoon at the beginning? It was Betty Boop, wasn't it? Yep. Yeah, which is really weird. I wonder why she was even in there. But it's all these old reels that they get. It's all cartoons that were in the public domain. Yeah. Because Betty Boop and Popeye were, and I, I never realized how many Looney Tunes cartoons were until doing this and realizing how many were at the beginning of this. Yep. All right, so let's start right in. Uh, so we're at Madison Cubed Garden for some reason. The intergalactic tour of the Beastie Boys. And I love how Leela is sitting there and she's like, kind of like, you know, messing with her thing. And she's like, she's like, wow, they're actually doing the rhymes at 80%. And uh, uh, Bender's joke is, I think that qualifies as ill. And then Fry's like, can you guys shut up? I'm trying to dance here and be cool. Like, Fry, you've waited a thousand years. What, what are you doing? part about that is if you look at the audience members around them, everyone looks very unamused. Like, they all look very unentertained for being at a concert. Well, maybe it's the Beastie Boys, because I guess they thought there would be more boys than just their heads, maybe? Yeah. yeah. Did you notice Scruffy at the beginning? Yeah, wheels them out. Um, and then... And that makes me sad. Wait, what? I haven't formally introduced Scruffy, and it makes me sad. I didn't realize how, like... He wasn't a character for so long. Right, it's like, man, where was he this whole time? Um, and then we get, uh, and then we we get to the point where they sing a cappella, 
uh, Sabotage, which I absolutely love. If you've ever not heard Sabotage regularly, listen to it a cappella. It is hysterical. Um, and then J- Fry joins a, ma- a mosh pit. Is that what they're called, mosh pits? Yeah. Okay, so he joins a mosh pit and starts beating up, and Bender joins him too. And then you get Leela that jumps in and just kicks everybody's ass, literally. It's like... She's not expecting it to be what it was, and it's just like, why are these people pushing on me? Exactly. And then at the end, uh, Fry lights his uh, lights his um, lighter, and then you see you got the three angular um, aliens lighting their little heads, their bob-bob heads. Thing, yeah. And then we meet Fender, um, one of Bender's old friends from high school. I guess he was in the same class as the guy from the Whalers, from the Whalers on the Moon, right? Yeah. Or was he from college? No, he was from college. So, yeah, so Fender is from high school. So, yeah. Yeah. So then he go, they go and meet the bands. And I love Fry's reaction. He's like, "Oh my God, you guys are Beastie Boys!" Back in the back in the twentieth century, I had all five of your albums. Well, this is the twenty first century. I mean, I'm sorry, the thirty first century. We have seven now. Like that joke alone was so hysterical because it's just like you put out two albums in a thousand years, two. But they're still popular enough to go on tour. Intergalactic tour. Intergalactic. Um, and then, uh, Fry, Fry's like, Fry's talking to him and Fender turns to Bender and he's like, hey, you know, let's go, let's stitch these organ sacks and go to the real party. And they go to the party and it's basically one hooker in the room with a bunch of aux cords out, which I don't understand how an aux cord can convert electricity because me working in audio, I don't understand how that works. It's future tech. You're right. Um, so I guess it's future tech. I don't really understand. But there's a hooker with like three other robots. And they took the thing to put the electrical in. And they it's called jacking on. Which... It sounds really funny in context, but if you try and explain this episode to somebody, which I did, it's really weird. Like, think about it. They're robots jacking on to electricity. It's just, it sounds weird. You want you go, you go ahead and take over, because this is, confuses me, is this point right here. Like, it's just, oh. Go ahead and take over. Um, yeah, so, uh, they, they, like, peer pressure Bender into using electricity, which is clearly supposed to be some kind of a weird psychedelic robot drug, and he goes on this beautiful, it really is a beautifully animated, uh, like, acid trip, I guess. Um. That should have been the whole episode, the acid trip. Yeah, where he's, like, eating little, like, Pac-Man pellets and like dancing with electric eels that are shocking his antenna and stuff. <laughs> it's really funny. Um, 
And uh, the guy, like, pulls it away from Bender. He's like, hey, careful, you don't want to get hooked on this stuff. Bender goes, ah, it's okay. I don't have an addictive personality or anything. And he, like, smokes a cigar instantly, chugs a beer, smashes the can or the bottle, and jacks himself into it again. <laughs> I love that moment so much. Um, and, uh, so we, we go into this whole thing where Bender is now, like, clearly abusing electricity, like he's a drug addict. We come back to the Planet Express crew where Hermes is talking about the rise in electricity and blames Zoidberg. Which, I guess that's that's the start of the feud, is that? Yeah, I guess. And, like, I love, that feud goes on a little more throughout the episode, and I love it so much. It's just, like, Hermes and Zoidberg having their little fight. That's Almost not even like a plot, just like in the background, they just keep getting into fights. And it's like a subset over the entire course of the series. Like, mm-hmm. it just grows. Yeah. Um, and uh, so, like, th- they all start to question whether or not Bender's abusing electricity. Fry's, like, completely oblivious to it all. Um, Bender brings Fry to, like, a. I forget the name of the place, but it's like Sparky's a. Sparky's Den. Yeah, it's like a drug den where he's he's like, I'll just be a minute. And he goes in, like, Fry leans up against the little clock, starts whistling, and just zooms up, and you see that, like, hours have passed, and he's still just sitting there whistling over the Optimist Fry. Uh, and Bender comes out, passes out, face down in the gutter, and uh, the robot preacher character, who I think this might be the first time we meet him? Yes, this is the first time we met him. Mm-hmm. Um, Reverend Preacherbot, I believe is his name. Lionel Preacherbot. Lionel. Lionel, yes. Um, and he begins telling Bender that, like, that's the path to the robot devil, and he needs to be saved, he needs religion. My One of my favorite lines is this when he goes, what, do I preach when you're in the gutter? No. Then move <laughs> along. Come on, Fry, drag me to work. I love that. <laughs> um, and, uh, they all like they stage an intervention for Fry, or for uh, Bender. Mm-hmm. And um, I love when they're like, "We didn't mind your drinking or your gambling or your stealing. In fact, that's why we loved you." I love Swiffer's line there. Wait, did you get to the? What about the point where they were going to Sicily Nine to go deliver the subpoenas to the Mob Planet? Hey, the the Mob Planet, and uh, on their way back. As Fry and Leela discuss whether or not the kiss of death was really if he was coming on to Fry. No. Did he use his tongue? A little. Mm. <laughs> yeah. So they go uh, through they go through this nebula. Do you remember the nebula's name? Uh, I'm forgetting the nebula. It's a real nebula. I, f- I forgot. I I thought I wrote it down, but I, I don't remember it exactly. But it's a real nebula that they use. They go through, and it's an electrical disturbance. So they go through it. And then I love the part when Fry's like, What's going on? I feel something weird. And his hair is just... Yeah, he's got the big afro from the static. Which, and, which remains during Bender's intervention. And the scene that I love the most is what he's like. He's like, you just like my friend Frankie. You know... He said he wasn't doing drugs, and then he sold him mom's VCR, and then I found out he was doing drugs. C- come on, Bender. You can't be like this. Just, the pure monologue alone was hysterical. But Fry is trying to be serious, and there's an afro of his hair. And he doesn't even do anything. He just, like, 
sits there and does it. Like, it's just, it's perfect. Yeah, I love that. Um, but yeah, like, so the Planet Express crew, they stage the intervention and everything, and uh, Bender tells them that he's a lost cause. He goes out, and he starts going towards, like, the drug den again and looks across the street at the Temple of Robotology and decides maybe there's another way and then goes to the top of the roof of the church and uh, tries to steal electricity from the sign. Yep. Which is hysterical, because that's pretty low when you have to steal electricity from a church. Or a temple. Whatever it wants to be called. Never about temple. Um, and he, like, crashes through the, like, skylight. Who wants to be saved? Whoa! 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 Me! Yeah. Perfect timing for him to fall through the ceiling. Right? Like, was he listening into the whole conversation? Like, he was like, oh, I should listen to this whole one. I I love the fact that the church even has a skylight. Why would it need a skylight in the middle of the night? If they only hold services at night, why would they need a skylight? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they're solar powered. Maybe it's for Robonica. But maybe. But I think it's because they're solar powered. That that might be it, maybe. Oh, true, true. Uh, and then after that, we get to the point where uh, where Bender becomes more religious, like he found Jesus, found God, whatever robot God is, he found robot God, and he's like, "Oh, what a beautiful morning!" Oh, what? and they go, "Oh no, he's whacked out of electricity." No. While well, he walks in, that's the uh, the second fight between Hermes and Zoidberg. When Hermes talks about taking away the saltwater cooler. This is a witch hunt! (laughs) That joke is hysterical. Just the way he's like, somebody take around saltwater tank. This is a witch hunt! (laughs) Oh, I wonder if Billy and Phil just came up with that off the top of their head. Like, they're just like, we're gonna do this. And then we get to the point where there, where Fry, well, not Fry, Bender comes in, you know, all churched out, and uh, then they're like, "Oh no, he's whacked on electricity." He's like, "No, I found God, religion," and they're just like, "What?" And I love, I love Fry's reaction to this. Fry's reaction is, "Is this another reason to steal yarmulkes?" Because, <laughs> like, I want to know that backstory. Like, just. That backstory, please. <laughs> please. That one. Yeah. It's even funnier because Bender couldn't wear a yarmulke. Well, he could. Oh. Wait, no. Go through it. But he could put his antenna down and wear it. I guess. Oh. What? Whatever. Um, so then they, they go, he goes, yeah, I, I guess we'll, you know, listen to your thing. He goes, oh. Well, you want to go to my baptism that's unair conditioned Which makes sense, because they're robots, so why would it be air-conditioned? I mean, you know, rust. Exactly. 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 Um, and then after that, we get to... They, 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 they weld the uh, insignia on his chest... And I love, I love... This is Futurama at its finest, when he's just like, Hey, do you mind touching up this seam? And he just like, you already got it out there, bro. Just, just 
Just do it anyway. And then Bender takes him to dinner and doesn't want to drink from the from the wine list, so he shreds it. Uh, and then, I don't know about you, but I love formal f- formal wear fry. Like, like, when he's in his turtleneck and his blazer. Yeah. Like, that to me is hysterical. Just like... Like, I want to cosplay that fry all the time. It's just formal fry. He's, a, he's dressed like an art critic or something. Exactly. I'll get into some fun facts later, but yes. Uh, and then after that, he goes... he's. He quotes scripture from the robot Bible, which is just one zero 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 one zero one, just stuff like that. And then afterwards they eat, and then he gives Fry this like really long, awkward hug. That Fry's like, dude, just no, stop it. I love how creepily Bender whispers to Fry, Fry, you're my friend. Yeah. <laughs> and Fry's like, Fry's face is like, what? Uh, and then go ahead and take over, because uh, I know you. I know uh, you, you can't seem to contain contain yourself. So go ahead, go ahead. Um. So yeah, after um they eat and everything, like the Planet Express crew is just like so fed up with Bender and his religion. Um. And so they come up with a scheme where they're going to reintroduce him to Sin. Uh, and they bring him to Atlantic City, which is nothing but casinos, and they they uh. They walk him around, uh, they try to get him to go into, uh, or they tell him the delivery was just this one, like, letter they had, and they throw it in a mailbox. It was uh, a, it was a half a pack of Rolades. That's what it was, yeah. Ooh. Um, they, uh, they try to get him to go to a, a, like, a strip club, um, and then, uh, they, they point out, like, a woman with, um, a purse, who it's like a really thin strap, and they're like, you can easily steal that, Bender. Bender's just trying to resist, trying to resist, trying to resist, and like everything starts coming up closer and closer towards him, the hooker bot, and uh, the woman like asks him to hold her purse, and then it just cuts to Bender drinking, uh, smoking like three cigars at once, dancing with strippers, and throwing money out of the stolen purse. Yes. And, uh... They, they're like, yep, we got good old Bender back. And uh, is, is that where, I believe, he takes the insignia off of his like chest and throws it on the ground? My favorite part is they're in a robot di- a robot strip club, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so he takes off his insignia, throws it in a bowl of something, and there's three humans watching a robot strip. What? Computer programmers, man. Uh- they could have been computer programmers you know to each his own yeah so he takes it off his insignia and it uh, and a long, uh an opening an opening shot to the trump trapezoid which i don't know if that's a joke now or i don't know i don't know if that's a joke now or if it makes it funnier or less uh, funny a little of both yeah like eh. <laughs> um and then uh, he's talking. They're in a hot tub. Four robots are in a hot tub, but I don't know how they're not electrocuted. But whatever. We don't I mean, talk about physics here. Walked at the bottom of the sea in a later episode. Yeah, you're right. I, I guess. So then we get to the point where, where there's a knock at the door, and he's like, "I'm trying to score here." So then I love that he has a towel on. 
answers the door, and we assume it's the robot devil because there's a big giant pitchfork that comes out and knocks him out, and he drops his towel, and he's like, <gasps> which is hysterical because why were you wearing a towel in the first place? But whatever. Um, and then, uh, and then the other funny part is they get to the point where, uh, he gets dragged away to, um, what was it? What was the place that he got dragged to? Uncle Crust, oh, it's like, yeah, yeah, and, and people got salmonella from the flume ride, so they had to shut it down, but the funny thing is, is they used Nibbler to track him there when there's a big old, just like burnt in place to where Bender's body was drugged or dragged, but yet they used Nibbler in order to use it, but whatever. So they get it, they find it. And I love that the place is called Inferno, which is hysterical. Um, and then they, they're about to get to the place and it cuts to, to Bender and the robot devil, which is played by a person later I'll mention. Uh, but they go into a sing song, a singing song. So I'm going to go ahead and edit in our favorite sing song right now. Gentlemen. Ah, crap, singing. Mind if I smoke? Cigars are evil, you won't miss them. We'll find ways to simulate that smell. What a sorry fella, rolled up and smoked like a canicella. Here on level one of robot hell. Gambling's wrong and so is cheating, so is forging phony IOUs. Let's let Lady Luck decide what type of torture's justified. I'm fit boss here on level two. Deep-fried robots. Just tell me why. Please read this 55-page warrant. There must be robots worse than I. We checked around, there really are. Then please let me explain. My crimes were merely boyish ranks. You stole from Boy Scouts, nuns, and banks. Ah, don't blame me. Blame my upbringing. Please stop sinning while I'm singing. <laughs> Selling bootleg tapes is wrong. Musicians need that income to survive. Hey, Ben, are gonna make some noise with your hard drive. Scratched by the beast. Boys, that's what you what you what you get on level five. I don't feel well. It's up to us to rescue him. Maybe he likes it here in hell. It's us who tempted him to sin. Maybe he's back at the motel. Come on, Fry, don't be scared. I'm sure at least one of us will be spared. So just sit back, enjoy the ride. My ass has blisters from the slide. Fencing diamonds, fixing cockfights, publishing in decent magazines. You'll pay for every crime, knee deep in electric slime. You'll suffer till the end of time, enduring tortures, most of which crime. Trapped forever here in Robot And then after that, we get to the point where... Uh, after that one, the, I love the actual response to Fry and Leela. They, oh, they go, look, it's the button to Bender's old religion. And they press it and they, and the door opens up. And my favorite line is just uttered from Fry in this, in this episode. It's an actual factual robot hell and Leela's. And who thought it would be in New Jersey of all places? Like, that alone was just priceless. Just, like, the way it was. Uh, and then, 
Basically, they steal this. They steal this last act from the Devil Went Down to Georgia song, because they ride a slide down to the Robot Devil, and the Robot Devil looks pretty scary for the first time seeing it. I'm saying that he does. Like, yeah. if you're watching it as the first time, you're like, "Oh shit, he is kind of scary." So, Beelzebot, Beelzebot. Yeah. And so then they're like. You, there's nothing you can do, but just sign this. Just sign this fiddle waiver. What is a fiddle waiver? And the hell of was the hell of honor act. Twenty two seventy five. Twenty two seventy five. You can save anyone by beating me in a fiddle contest. Well, what do we win if we get the fiddle? A solid gold fiddle. Wouldn't it sound horrible? Uh, it's mostly for show. What do we do if we lose? Um, you get a smaller silver fiddle. And I'll kill one of you. Mm, you. And points to Fry and Leela's like, okay, I'll do it. Like, well, damn, Leela. Shit. I love Fry's reaction to being pointed at and then Leela accepts. Yeah. <laughs> and then I love how she turns to Fry and she's like, can you play the fiddle? No. Well, I can't, but I can play the drums and they're sort of similar. <laughs> and the robot devil just playing his... Uh, his violin or fiddle, is it a fiddle or violin? What is? Is there? Are they the same? It depends on how you play it. Oh, okay. Well, how was the robot devil playing it? Was it a fiddle or is that a violin? Cause it's he, a fiddle. Okay. I'm not a music expert because I know someone's gonna yell at me and be like, "No, you're completely wrong." And but in my opinion, it just plays depends on how you play it. I think. Okay, so he's playing the fiddle, and then a third arm comes out of nowhere and starts playing it. For no reason. Uh, and then he gives it to Leela, and she starts playing it. And I love her response. Here comes a drum solo. Hits the robot devil. Sends out a girlish scream, if you've ever heard one. Just completely girlish. Which, by the way, um, I recently told my girlfriend Patron this, but the reason I scream like a girl is a reference to the robot devil. So whenever I get hit and I scream like a girl, I'm referencing the robot devil the entire time. <laughs> Can't believe I just let the whole internet know that. Yep. Totally did. <laughs> and Jim. That's exactly and Jim. Yes. Um, and basically after that, we uh they 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 go they try to attack him, but um Bender steals the wings off of a steel butterfly, grabs Fry and Leela, who were captured by miniature Beelzebots with pitchforks, and then takes them and flies them up, and Beelzebot, a.k.a. the Robot Devil's like, Stop! They cheated! And so one of the other steel butterflies, which looks like a wasp at this point, uses his his whatever thing to shoot at it, gets a ring around Bender's head, and starts singing, Hallelujah! Hallelujah! And then I love I love when they start to to close the side because there's sun coming out, and uh Le- and Leo's like, can't you go any faster, Bender? I could if you dropped the solid gold fiddle. And she's like, oh yeah, you're right. You would think that would be coming from Fry, because Fry would be that stupid to hold on to that. Yeah. And so then they drop it and they get out just in the nick of time, of course. And I love how they're like, he's like, guys, I'm going to go back to what I am, but maybe a little bit more evil. 
And I love Leo's part. Can you be a little bit less evil? And I love Bender's response. Can you drive a, Can you survive a 700-foot fall? <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yes. Uh, so that is Hell is Other Robots, which is an excellent episode. And I completely forgot it was this early on, to be completely honest with you. Because the animation was amazing. The story was really good. And you try and explain that to somebody early on in the series. Like, oh yeah, you should watch this episode. Hell is of the Robots. It's about hell. And the BC boys are there. And there's the robot devil. And then we talk about religion and all kinds of stuff. And you just go, what the hell? This is episode 9. Yeah. Like, what? Pretty early on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... So do you want to, let's do things I want, uh, then fun facts, and then we'll go into our Doctor Strange review. Ooh. Yeah. And your theory that you text me earlier this week of photos, we'll mention that later. So, things I want from the future. Oprahism. I want Oprahism as a religion. I'm just putting that out there. The uh, only thing I really want from this episode uh, it's not really a future technology or anything, but uh, when the Beastie Boys are in concert and they're uh, they go out and start singing, they just have some guys in like black suits pick them up and move their heads around. I hope that is a real thing at some point. I just want someone like to, to have it be their job. I hope they do it for like plays and movies too. Like you know, this pl- movie starring Mel Gibson is just some guy carrying Mel Gibson's head around the whole time. <laughs> uh, I want to stay at the Trump Trapezoid. <laughs> And I want to ride the robot hell ride. Careful, it'll give your ass blisters. Yeah. No, not the slide, the ride. Oh, yeah. In the mine cart, not the slide. Yeah, yeah, that. And then I also wanted the solid gold fiddle. I mean, but I probably would eventually drop it. Yeah. Yeah. Trying to escape. Yeah. So, fun facts from this episode. Uh, first appearance of Robot Devil. First appearance of... The Reverend Lionel Preacher Bot, who is voiced by Phil Lamar, by the way. Did you know that? I did know that, actually. Uh, second appearance, I'm sorry, second unannounced appearance from Scruffy, which he's not named Scruffy yet. Uh, and then Dan Castaneda, Castaneda, a.k.a. Homer Simpson, is the voice of the Robot Devil. And he always comes back as the Robot Devil. Like, he's always there. And every... <laughs> Um, also, uh, did you notice the name, the Temple of Robotology? Uh, Matt Groening got a phone call from the House of Science, or the Church of Scientology, and he was, literally his response was, well, ours is the temple, okay, not the church. Just saying. That's funny. Uh, and then also, um, uh, when they did the Beastie Boys, they only actually had two. They didn't have all of them. They only had two of them. Do you have any fun facts? Um, so, um, the, the whole thing we talked about already, how they kind of stole a lot from the plot of the song The Devil Went Down to Georgia. Um, 
it's a fun fact for me, like, the whole robot hell structure is based very heavily on Dante's Divine Comedy, the Inferno section especially. I love that book, or the, the story, so it's a, been a fun one for me. So do you think um, that's why they called it the Inferno instead of Dante's well, Inferno? You think I that think the Inferno ride was an actual old-time, like, funfair ride, if I'm not mistaken. Oh. Like, it was just like a slide, like, supposedly to hell. Oh. Um, but yeah, that's also part of it, is that it's the Inferno, because that was, like, in his thing, the seven levels of hell and different punishments for different uh, sins and things. Um, the other one, I, the other two I have, um, when they get into, like, when Fry, Leela, and Nibbler are sitting there, which I, I don't know how Nibbler gets away now that I think of it. Um, yeah, he doesn't, like, you don't see him for two seasons. Anyway, um, but when they're standing there, there's a little heart carved into the, um, the ride in a spot, if you look closely at it, the initials are H, S, and M, B. Oh, Homer Simpson and Marge Bouvier? Yep. Uh, and the last one I have, and I know there's a couple of reasons that they went with why the whole hell thing is in New Jersey. Um, one is because um, David Cohen and John DiMaggio both grew up in Jersey. Mm-hmm. But there's also um, a cryptozoological figure known as the Jersey Devil. Oh, shit. I never even thought about that. Reference to that. Oh. Wow. We're dropping... nerd here, so... We're dropping some knowledge on some people listening to this podcast. Right. Um, so, let's get into our view of Doctor Strange. Now, we don't... We won't usually do this. But if it's a movie we really both like a lot, we will review part of it at the end of our feature own podcast. Like, obviously, Rogue One, we will review that. Obviously. Oh, yeah. Um, so, Doctor Strange, I loved it. I absolutely thought it was amazing. It was phenomenal. It was everything I wanted it to be and more. Same here, same here. Uh, I have a list of, like, favorite superheroes from the comics, and then I have favorite superheroes from the films, like, from the movies, and Doctor Strange might have just got up there as my number one from uh, the Marvel Universe. It's pretty close. I liked Ant-Man. I think I like this a little bit more than Ant-Man. The same thing mm-hmm. for me. It was really well done. Benedict Cumberbatch with his American accent. At first, I thought it was kind of kind of, kind of iffy, but then it was really good. Rachel McAdams did an awesome job. Tilda Swinton did a phenomenal job. It's like... Mm. And then B.D. Wong was really good in it, too. Uh, the guy who, uh, yeah. yeah. And Shiwato Isafor. He's the villain from Serenity. I can't say his name for shit. Baron. Ejiofor, is that it? That's how I've always said it. I, I don't know. Uh, he was also, I love that man in every movie I've ever seen him in. Because I've seen him now in this, in The Martian. And I think, was he the one from 12 Years a Slave? Yep. I think he was. Yeah. But yeah, he is an he is a phenomenal actor. I hope they bring him back for more films and things. Yeah, I feel like he's going to be the second most um, structured villain, just like Loki. But it'll be Doctor Strange. Yeah. yeah. Um. Uh, I thought it was amazing. I love just about everything about Doctor Strange. It was just everything I wanted. Like I said, and more. Uh, I love the Dormammu part when he has the time. 
the when he has a, a, a it's on repeat basically. Yeah. That was amazing. Um, so as tradition of Cinema Gems, because this is a subset of Cinema Gems, Full Gem is an amazing movie. Half Gem is an okay movie, and No Gem, the movie sucked. So, what do you give it out of those three? Oh, I'd give it a Full Gem easily. Of course! Who wouldn't give this movie a Full Gem? Eric wouldn't. He gave it half a gem. But that's whatever. Eric, whatever. Um... And, um, anything else you want to talk about before we go into your theory that you text me, uh, this past week? I don't remember what this theory is, because I don't actually remember what I sent you. Um, well, you sent me some photos of Mr. Bean and Dr. Strange. What's that? Mr. Bean and Dr. Strange. Oh, I remember that. No, because I found one of that, and I found another one on the internet that was really funny with, um, it was Dr. Strange Explained with Spongebob. Yes. Basically. Basically, Yes. Uh, but basically, to put you in perspective, I know this is an audio-visual, so you won't be able to understand it, but it shows Mr. Bean in a doctor's mask, Dr. Strange in a doctor's mask, Mr. Bean in a suit, Dr. Strange in a suit. Uh, it shows, uh, what was it, Mr. Bean uh, with a lot of hair, and with wind like blowing, and everything. With wind blowing in his face, Dr. Strange on top of Mount Everest, Mr. Bean... Uh, learning Kung Fu. Doctor Strange learning Kung Fu. Like, so the, the one thing about that, and, and of course I'm the one guy who would notice this, but all of those shots of Mr. Bean or Ronan Atkinson come from Johnny English re- Reborn. Yeah. Except for, except so for the first, the first Mr. Bean movie, the one where he comes to America. And uh, sneezes on the Whistler's mother painting. Oh, that movie's so good, though. It's so That's good. the piece where he's like the doctor on the um, the cop that he's been like harassed by the whole time. He's just like, "Hey, how's it going? I'm gonna save your life now." <laughs> yeah, uh, that was really good. Uh, when you sent me that, I was like, "Holy crap!" So Mr. Bean is Doctor Strange. <laughs> what did you send me? You text me. I forgot what you said. I think you said you would be fine if there was a spoof movie of Rowan Atkinson. Yeah, if Rowan Atkinson were to do a spoof, and if, if anyone that is listening has the ability to pull this off, get Rowan Atkinson to make a spoof of Doctor Strange, because I've watched him do Doctor Who before, I've watched him do, uh, he did a Spider-Man spoof, I think you can find it on YouTube, called Spider-Plant Man, he is a perfect person to do something like a Doctor Strange spoof. It would be priceless, it would be hysterical. Um, and then also, I noticed something else, if you watch Doctor Strange... And you watch Green Lantern. It's the same movie, just done better. He doesn't find a big poop cloud at the end. That's... Well, he finds a faceless monster. That's true. Did you know who played Dormammu in that film? Well, okay. The voice acting was not done by Benedict Cumberbatch, but I know the motion capture was done by Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah. Which? How conceited did Doctor Strange have to be to find Dormammu? To his his version of Dormammu is himself. I'm like, how conceited he? It's basically if Sherlock got superpowers. That yeah. That's the best description of this movie. Yeah, yeah. If Sherlock got superpowers, and he was in America. Yeah. And Watson was dead. And Rachel McAdams is still hot in everything that she's in. Watson's not dead. He's just uh, busy bossing around the. 
Lakers now. So. Yeah, basically. Basically. So, guys, that is our review of Doctor Strange and also Hella's Other Robots. Uh, you can find us on LowerEndPictures.com. Marty and the Arrogant Observer, thank you for letting us use your website. Also, guys, uh, Kevin George, thank you for letting us use your music. Also, I hope you guys like the uh, Hella's Other Robots uh, famous duet. I mean, this is the first time we've gotten a song ever in the series. And it's one of my favorite songs of all time. Okay. Uh, uh, please check it out, guys. Please let us know. Rate us and reviews on iTunes Store. We're on Facebook on Welcome to the World Tomorrow, obviously. Uh, I have a radio show Monday nights, 9 to 10 p.m. on DolphinRadio.org. Or you can, if you're in the New Orleans area, 98.9 FM, but you probably can't catch it because I can hardly catch it at my house. And I live like 10 minutes from Delgado. So, yes. Uh, but DolphinRadio.org, 9 to 10 p.m. Monday nights. Also, uh, we went to a convention this weekend at Cinema Gem- well, via Cinema Gems. We did an amazing, phenomenal job. Thank you, CoastCon Junior. You were amazing. We will see you at CoastCon Forty. Yes, we will. Um, guys, uh, let us know. You can uh, Facebook uh, messages through the Facebook page. Let us know everything that's going on. What do you guys want? If you guys want any other episodes. You want us to do certain other things? Let us know. We want to know. You know you want to know. So just tell us what you want to know, okay? All right, cool. You know. You know. Okay. We had to fit a no somewhere else in there. Jim, you got anything else? No, I think you about to cover it. All right, guys. Uh, as always, I'm the Admirable Admiral, and this is my co-host, Dr. Jim Strangepork. You got your cl- signing offline thing I don't even remember what it was okay wipe your hose and see you guys later bye